Hello and welcome to the Dan Sons Podcast. We are back once again in what is December. How the hell is it December already? This is the fast forward year. It's so weird. This year has been simultaneously the longest and shortest year of all time. I don't know how that... It's like summer didn't exist and yet April and May just went on forever. Yeah. It's been very individually uneventful, but socially, it's the, been dense as hell. The most like, nonstop year of all time. Yeah. <laughs> a real, real best of times, worst of times, sort it of. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined, as always, with my two wonderful dads and sons, George Viedman and Matt Visual. How you guys doing this week? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't feel that long ago since we last talked. I mean, we recorded a little later last week, recording a little earlier this week. Oh, yeah. Time's right. flying by. But uh, So, yeah, we had, we had a few weekdays last time. This time, we just we just got the weekend mm, yeah. to, to talk about. And it was a pretty good weekend. I actually I didn't really do anything, but I felt quite relaxed for the first time. In a while. There was a weekend, wasn't there? Holy shit. There, in, there, in there somewhere, there was, yeah. Wow, yeah. There, there was a weekend. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you yeah, guys... Are, oh, wait, is it, it's Monday, isn't <laughs> it? So you guys good. are just waking up, right? Like, it's Monday yeah. morning. Monday yeah. our, our, our weekend ended minutes ago. I feel yeah. like this week is really going to backfire for us by the time people hear this, because we're recording on Monday, ready for it to go out the following Friday, in which... Both Cyberpunk and the Game Awards will have happened by the time people hear this. Oh, so really? we are so royally fucked in terms of being behind by the time people hear this. And and it, it also will be painfully listened to when, when we get to the news section. I, I scraped something up from the bottom of the barrel that we might get some fun out of the oh, way. Oh, we should just skip it then. Oh my god. <laughs> It's so funny. There's a long thread in the Discord today about vehement support for George and his news. So I feel like not only are we doing George a disservice, it seems like we're doing a lot of listeners a disservice <laughs> by cracking jokes about it all the time. <laughs> I specifically mentioned how slow and boring of a week it was. So I took something from the bottom of the barrel and tried to spice it up, you know, scraping the, the crust off, oh, salting it. Gross. I will admit, I, I, I didn't know about this news story. Uh, I mean, I didn't know this was a thing until the news story came, but I know uh, 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 very yeah, much. Yeah. I know very much about the person involved, <laughs> considering who he is. Crazy dude. Uh, but in terms of like the, the, the past couple of days then. What what have you what have you chaps been doing? What have you been up to, Matt? How many games have you finished? Four, six, like ten? What are we talking? Uh, you said you said it was a busy a busy work weekend, <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing so you only got you were, six games in. Yeah, yeah, a little a little lighter than usual. Yeah, well, well, all right, all right. I did beat a game. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! What one game? I wanted to know before I blab on everything. Um. Have you guys watched the Disney remakes? I've watched I've watched one of them, the Aladdin. <laughs> do I Aladdin. do do I okay. look like I've watched any of the Disney remakes? <laughs> Probably not. You look like you actually look like you've watched all of them. 
No, that's... I, I, I feel like I would be happier looking if I did. I, I might have like clearer skin and brighter teeth. George would probably watch like the, 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 and, uh, not the anime, actually, uh, the Pinky and the Brain. That's right. The new Pinky and the Brain, right? Oh, yeah. Are you actually looking at the outline? No, you don't have the Pinky and, you don't have Pinky and the Brain on there. But he, I have Animaniacs on there. But that's like the same, it's like the same thing, right? Oh, wait. So Pinky and the Brain is, is the same in thing. the Animaniacs. What yeah, am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> what a that's wild what, guess! Yeah, that's right. What a wild guess! <laughs> it wasn't a wild guess. It was free word association. It was there in his brain. It was just there. It was heard there. Him it was think there. it. It was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I breezed through. I was like, oh, okay, animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I was about to be like, if you weren't looking at the outline, then fuck you. <laughs> my roommate watches like, like whatever. Like slides in like that. It's like oh. a morning cartoon. The Trump supporter. You're just like the Trump yeah, supporter. Yeah, don't don't tell me that I <laughs> oh, have no, similar tastes in, in children's cartoons than your Trump voting roommate. Which has gotta be one of the more interesting roommate situations that have come up on this podcast since the naked roommate fiasco yeah consider like who'd you feel like we're going way back now for anybody who's only joined the show recently. But like Matt, you feel like you made the right decision. You avoided the naked roommate. For the for the Trump supporting roommate instead. I didn't know he was a a weirdo until until after until we've had a few discussions. Oh, that's got to be very rough. very calm discussions. Calm, uh, calm discussions. Uh, discussions. You didn't have to say that, but you did. That, yeah, yeah. That I mean, story. you know, he he's he's not a bad guy. For sure, he's oh, not a bad boy. guy. Oh boy! Oh boy! It's just his uh, his view on the world is very, just very, very, very skewed, and, and he doesn't and, see reason whatsoever. And that is the typical guy who's in that. He surrounds himself with his bubble, and he doesn't care that he does. But anyways, on to uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a decent dude like that i mean I'm not, I'm not just saying that he is a decent dude so on that just on that very specific point yeah. i watched the latest uh is it Lindsay ellis uh i think that's yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i watched a, a video about borat and how she really liked it and about what it's about but like how very much it's about these specific people you know like how borat brings out the worst in these people like mm -hmm. but genuinely there are other sides to them like they are so human and it's like just something about them goes wrong and they and they and like your roommate yeah. obviously pretty nice dude probably but ah uh, yeah it, uh, it, it, you just want to like yay like, like you want to shake them like wake up wake up there's like it's like more to the world than your 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 fucking bubble like you you, you, do you realize they look at the fucking map, man? <laughs> look at the fucking map. Where are the red states? Where are red districts? Anyways, speaking of Lindsay Ellis, uh, she actually um, had some stuff about the Disney remakes. Um, so mm. I'll, I'll touch on briefly since none of you have really seen it. I've watched three. I've seen Aladdin. I've seen Aladdin. That's it. I've watched Lion King, which is a childhood favorite of mine. Yeah, I've avoided I've that for that Aladdin. reason. Mm-hmm. And I've watched uh, Mulan. Mulan. I watched this on the uh, those the first two on the trip to uh, 
to Georgia, right? So, you know, I had some, mm. I just downloaded on Disney Plus on my phone and just like railed through. I, I, I was wondering if that was, if that was mm-hmm. how they got you. That's if, what got if, me. If this is what you got in addition to your Mandalorian subscription. And then I, I was already hooked into this like, okay, I have to f- figure out like, wh- wh- what is, what are they doing here? What are they doing? I, I just thought you were getting really desperate at your dating game. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just going to suffer through this for the date's purpose. No, the, none, of the, none, of the, none of the women are like, oh, my God, <laughs> Lion King. Oh, so good. I want, I want you. How do you feel about the ending? No, Lion King is pure shit. Oh, but at least it could have some interesting conversations. No, no. Here, here, here it is. There's. There is Aladdin, which was actually enjoyable, right? It wasn't great, but it yeah, it was not at the great. Top. It is not great. Tomato meters. You haven't watched the other rotten. ones. There's mm. Mulan, which is not even close to Aladdin. It's like further down, and then right under it, it's Lion King. Lion King. Is one of the worst remakes I have ever watched in my entire life. Like it serves no purpose. I love Donald Glover, and I have no fucking idea, no fucking idea why he was so phoning it in. I don't understand what what they did. I you, you guys gotta you guys gotta watch it. You guys gotta watch it. <laughs> I don't it. want to because of this exact reason. Like I I want to live in bliss. Mulan has a 75%. That's only barely rotten. 73, my bad. So Lindsay Ellis talks about it being like this like remake with a twist of uh like feminism in there. And she's exactly right. Like that's exactly what it is. In Mulan, they have like like it's in it's in everything. It's in everything. Like uh, Mulan, Mulan doesn't train, you know, to be a man. She literally <gasps> is amazing they, from the very beginning. They don't have "I'll make a man out of you." No, they it's don't. One it's of the greatest Donny Osmond songs. We're gonna of all make time. men out of you. That's what he says. He just says it twice. Was there like a montage? No. Do, do we see her like like doing push-ups? No, because she's already great. She's hiding her chi. Mm. She's already better than all the boys and all the men and all the generals. She's force sensitive. She was the most amazingest person ever. She didn't train for it. She was just naturally born gifted with it. It was. It's the most. It, it, it's the most boring story. This 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 stands in stark contrast to the meritocratic democratic values that our society <laughs> holds sacred and dear. Like I'm not gonna say like I I don't know how uh, I guess like racist the original Mulan was like with the dragon and everything. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't dragon. know right because they had phoenix. <laughs> they had a phoenix that didn't talk. Showed up three times in an entire movie. Made no fucking sense. Literally. They could have just threw in the phoenix. They could have just threw in the phoenix later on in post because it didn't look like they shot anything for the phoenix. It looked like they just had some really, some aerial shots. And they're like, oh, let's just put a phoenix right here. Right here. It's, she's right here. Look, it's the most weirdest. It, wow. Wow. 
anyways, that's it. That's all. That's all I got for Disney because since no, no one has watched it, you have no idea the pain. I grew up watching these things, and it's yeah. just it's terrible. And and I watched Lion King a million times when I was young. Yeah, as a huge fan of those three, the original, especially Mulan, I absolutely adore Mulan still to mm. this day. Sing songs for all three of those films in karaoke in Japan. They're a huge hit with Japanese people as well. The Aladdin film is the only one of the three I've watched. It was inoffensive, but still just like, ugh. like, why does this exist? And to hear that the other two are actively worse than that is oh, just it is gross. worse. That is so odd. Like, yeah, oh sure, Aladdin, um, uh, Aladdin is not like the best thing but i guess because i knew where the bar was i was like all right will smith whatever i'll deal with it you know i'll deal with it and the 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 story that the story was kind of shit but it's just like it's they had good characters it's not like the actors were bad just the story is kind of shit and everything looked kind of weird but it's whatever everything else mulan and everything didn't know what it wanted to be. Did not know what it wanted to be. Like those characters that you have with Mulan, like during the the cartoon, like those side characters, they 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 like barely exist. You have Jimmy Wong, like which is like a a guy who used to do YouTube videos and stuff like that all the time. Yeah, He's yeah. In there. He still does yeah. Magic the Gathering videos. Oh, he does. Oh, okay, shit. Like, yeah, like it was it was fun to see him in there. But he's barely talking. I, I don't know. They must have cut like a lot of scenes with like the whole group. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, that sucked. I did Google it really quickly because I I, I was surprised that, that anyone would have been offended by like the late 90s move mm-hmm. on. But apparently, yeah, uh, the dragon voiced by Eddie Murphy was uh, very popular in the US, but the Chinese hated it, according yeah. to a university of southern california professor wow um, quote this kind of miniature dragon trivialized their culture so they took the dragon out of the remake and i guess now she has no fun sidekicks providing the comic because it's all serious it's all serious mm-hmm. I, and it's like it's like timon and pumbaa right timon and pumbaa was supposed to be like the comic relief, they, but they look gross. They look gross. They look like real animals. What? Who is this for? Who is it for? I think I, George Weedman, and my shit trash tastes would enjoy watching the Lion King remake if if it really and truly does look like gross ass taxidermy dead animals trying to sing a happy musical for 90 minutes dude it does that's what i wanted out of cats i mean cats at least at least there was a spectacle i was there for i cannot say i remember i remember the last the last five minutes the first five minutes and a musical dance number in the middle involving cockroaches getting eaten mid-song if the lion king can provide at least some some modicum of entertainment higher on a level than that i i might actually be the target demo here this this might be my kind of garbage do you know the lion king by heart because i do some of it yeah I, i grew up on on hakuna matata and like what what about like how um mufasa dies 
Like specifically how Mufasa dies. Live the king. Uh, it was very traumatizing. Uh, deep, deep place in my heart. Yeah, see that. Top see 10 that anime right there, lame. Long live the, live the that king. That shit is. N- Look up that scene. Oh, look yeah. up that scene. With How the claws. The zoom in and the like, the oh, the intensity of that. Oh my. I, I understand it's not a cartoon. I understand that, but <laughs> they did the zoom in for Simba. That no! guy dies. <laughs> yeah, that huh? pan to Simba's face that Heavy. draws away in the cartoon. Yeah. Oh my God. Harrowing. I still remember stuff. it. Yeah. And then you watch the remake and you're like, why, why would you, why would you even touch that without making it different in a way? Like, why would you just make it plain? You know, like if you're going to change something, like make it your own, like, like actually change it. But what, what, what Scar does is just hit him in the face. Boom. What? I'm like, what? They yeah. just put the claws but, in him and drop him off the cliff? No. no. Oh my God. It's, I guess I guess lions can't do that. It doesn't it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Lions can't talk either. Just make it like the cartoon, or don't make it at all. Don't make it at all. Anyways, that's that's enough about Disney. That's enough because I'm pretty sure we're the only. I'm Wait, the only I, one. I, I have one. I have surprisingly surprisingly yeah. I have one point about Disney because it's funny. I yeah. just remember what I actually spent most of my Saturday trying to do, which is I tried to get Disney Plus. Whoops, you can't get that in Japan. I tried because I, I, I really want to watch The Mandalorian Season 2. I, I yes, desperately want to. And, and people are so close every week to spoiling the shit out of it. I already know the, <laughs> li- the little fucker's name. Like, people oh, need to no. chill out. Fucker. <laughs> people need to chill out with goddamn spoilers. I swear to God, it drives me nuts. But I tried. I just gave in, and getting Disney Plus in Japan is really hard. Like, because you have to have a Dokomo account, which is like a mobile service provider. And then, for some reason, I managed to do all of that. And my Visa card, they wouldn't accept my Visa card because of Japanese banking systems not accepting debit Visa cards over credit Visa uh, instead of credit Visa cards. And I don't have a credit Visa card, so it's driving me nuts. Because I'm a foreigner and getting credit cards is hard enough anyway. But the fact that I couldn't even use a Visa card to sign up, I spent all Saturday trying to figure out how to do it and like just to no yeah, avail. You I'm, want me to some episodes? You know the way, Matt. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, delete the episode. I downloaded on my and and send. Matt, that oh would my absolutely. That thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've done it. What what whatever you guys just talked about was was utterly oh man it was totally reprehensible. We had to censor it all over the place. Basically, Matt just gave me the solution to getting my Disney Plus account. That uh, yeah, like the yeah, you know we managed to forget all of what I just said. We we solved the problem. Yeah, we solved the problem. All right. But uh, yeah, so I try to get it. I would have just binge watched Simpsons episodes and The Mandalorian anyway, instead of watching those three garbage movies. Any, anyway. how weird is it that The yeah. Simpsons is, is underneath the magical Disney Castle Archway brand name? Ah, oh, it's it, it's it is funny. It, it it's so so ironic that these these live action remakes, especially the fully three D animated Lion King one, 
is is getting this flack for being less animated than the original. What what big piece of new media I consumed over the weekend is a completely meta self-aware callback to animation history, which I found out a lot about as an adult that I had no clue was going on as a kid. A lot of jokes were sailing over my head from from the old Animaniacs show, which got a reboot on uh, <laughs> Hulu Plus this year. If you've got a free subscription or not, if you're a, a not American, you, you could be not American. You could also be uh, exploiting the hell out of free trials. You, you could also be uh, uh, using... Um... Anyways, whatever. <laughs> I, I got about halfway through the season and then kind of dropped off of it halfway through because the quality was not maintaining where it started with. But the first episode of this reboot is like really, 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 really good and something I highly recommend to absolutely anybody to watch at least once as like maybe one of the best pieces of media of this year that might have come out this year that might have ironically been about this year just just the first one though you only gotta watch the first one and, and maybe you only should watch the first one the, the quality just dives off a cliff right after but the first one is like seriously one of the most solidly pleasurable half hour entertainment experiences <laughs> i i may have had like just just spoiling some of the setups for the jokes that they have in this show would be deflating some of the fun and the shock. But um, I, see, I, I haven't seen anything about the show apart from the Jurassic Park advert that they used to promote it, which was absolutely god tier level. It was it's it's it had a funny promo that 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 is an intro to the episode before a a funny rewritten theme song that is like directly riffing on on gender neutral ethnically diverse uh social media priorities for the 2020s versus the 90s that then goes into a first episode that is explicitly about being the first episode of a 22 year <laughs> rebooted children's cartoon <laughs> that then goes into a pinky in the brain segment about how stuff that has happened surprisingly recently in human history may have been the result of brains <laughs> diabolical plots to take over the world. It's an incredibly, incredibly well done first first act of this that also brought to light like just how uh, uh speaking of of some lines i was doing in my immortals phoenix rising review last week like the writing in a lot of animaniacs gags cannot possibly for be for kids <laughs> <laughs> that never really was though was it yeah i remember enjoying the show as a kid but not as not as much as as is freakazoid or, or some other things but i'm wondering if this thing was literally just written for the adults snickering in in the other room listening to it over the shoulders because um the jokes get into some deep referential places some surprisingly dark themes this, this first episode at least of the animaniacs reboot is very black comedy it's it's about like hearing Yakko look at the camera and say, sing a song about how Donald Trump is the president and then look at the camera and shrug his shoulders and say, are we going to be OK? I don't know. <laughs> With like a comedy xylophone going doo -doo -doo -doo, in the background and knowing that kids are watching this stuff this year has me like it really puts things in modern perspective when Wait, they mentioned Trump. They really do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 they hold Holy no shit. punches on this thing. That is like, pretty badass. 
they they get away with as much that, that would rile up the gamers as they could in, in a cartoon for children <laughs> while also throwing in jokes about how it's really for the dads who grew up on this stuff when they were children. Ah, it's really good. It's really, really good. I gotta watch it. It's funny, like, it's going... <laughs> And now this is descending into the streaming platform dilemma, which I just had and was quickly solved. <laughs> the announcement yesterday of, or was it yesterday or today, of the HBO Max like lineup for 2021 and how we're going to be able to watch Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong and a whole host of other like amount of films. Dusty old stuff that they're repackaging for a new generation, then the next generation, then the next generation. That's yeah, but I, 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 yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like Animaniacs, but it, it, it's funny how they're they're all coming out at the same time as release on cinema because of obvious issues in the world, and hopefully vaccines will solve that. But the fact that pretty much outside of America, you only get Netflix or Amazon Prime, so stuff like Animaniacs. All of those HBO Max stuff, Disney Plus, barring some issues. Only America is getting all of this grand showcase of new media. And I I really want to watch Animaniacs, but I can't. And ah, it's kind of frustrating. It's like being <laughs> region locked all over again. There's a there's there's some magic words you got to throw into your internet searches. I'll 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 share them to you in a DM later. It's called VPN. Yes, sir. I'm not, I think I'm just going to have to go. I'm going to have to finally sign up for some sort of VPN. All of those YouTube adverts from all of our YouTube friends have finally got to me. I'm going to have to get yeah. some Nord VPN <laughs> or some crap. If you're a VPN company and you're listening to this, sponsor us and give us free VPNs and we'll pimp if it. You're, if you're a company <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> just sponsor us. I, I just I just did a video sponsored by by the dildo store. So adamandeve.com. Oh my god, me and Matt are so jealous it wasn't for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Come on down. It's, Come it's, on down. Across from the Wendy's on, on I-95. We got we got everything for the whole family, 50% off. Yeah, you know, I mean, you come here for the laughs, right? You come here to cry. Why not come here for pleasure? Why yeah? adamandeve.com slash dad and sons there's a free one Put for a you coupon Just... code dad in us for your 50 percent off i i i i feel like i should dust off some of our old pitch emails and send them out to the gamer goo folks you could extend it a little bit dad in us make a son <laughs> make a So, okay, right. Getting back on track. Do you know what happened? So we we talked about a, a cartoon and three movies and Matt actually said he finished a game and we don't even know what game it is. Oh my God, you're you right. Could, you could probably take a guess. Uh, is it Haven? forever ago. Yeah, I did finish Haven. Oh my God, you finished it already? Holy shit. It's not that big of a game. I, I did ask you. I did ask you. How long is it? About five hours? Less than that? No, it's not. It's definitely not five hours, but it's not. It's, it might be like one of those 10-hour games. Uh, Xbox doesn't actually show like how long you spend on the game, sadly. Yeah, that's true. But it, it, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long at all. Um, Typically, it was like three days of just like a little, little light playing. A little bit of here, a little bit of there. A little bit of little, little bit here. Um, a little bit of there. I actually, I think I like it more than I did Fury. 
So these are really these are the same guys, the the game bakers. The game bakers. The game bakers, man. Hot and, and fresh from the oven. It's pretty fucking dope. It's not the usual. All right. So it's it's just mm. it's it's an explorer. Yeah. Collecting. Um, I, I think the trailer has has uh, just as much um, um, sex as it does combat. No, th- there isn't a lot of. S- there's not like sex. It's a little misleading in that way. Oh, the, 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 these guys are banging every other shot. It's not like a visual novel, right? right you know, every you know, time they fly across a beautiful landscape, they're they're flying into each other's underwear in this trailer. I'm I'm not even exact. Every other shot. <laughs> but I think what's interesting about this game is I say story as a general term, like it's it's the conversations that the two have. It's a very interesting look on a relationship, which is. Two people who love each other, who are not easily like, I guess some people would think of it as this type of relationship doesn't exist, where instead of getting mad at certain things, they tend to, they tend to joke around with each other and make awkward moments like funny moments, which I actually quite like a lot. Like it, it, it's, it's a very... Very interesting, interestingly written uh, relationship. And I think because of that, I think it has like a lot of, a lot of value for people to like, just, just play. And okay. I don't know, in, in an experience, like it's pretty fucking good in that. Like, I don't think a lot of game, not many, not many games at all do something like this. It, it reminds me a lot of Firewatch, which is like, you know, two people mm, just yeah. having normal conversations and stuff. I said a lover twist to it. And yeah, they do talk about sex and stuff like that. Um, not like dirty or anything, but as normal as you would talk to your, your girlfriend or wife. Yeah. And it bec- it, it, it's, it's like you're a fly on the wall almost. And, and video games can get away with that better than other mediums like really really long realistically long conversations are, are, are something that will happen in like eight hour experimental art movies and also video games because of like like the time you can invest in them i i don't think firewatch would have been nearly as interesting if it was a movie just because it would have been like yeah like like quentin tarantino but bad yeah, I never, I never get that. I, I will never understand people who have that issue where Metal Gear Solid Four could have been just a movie, or Yakuza Seven could just be a movie. There's so many <laughs> cutscenes. There's a sense of interactivity that video games give you. That means that when you watch those cutscenes, the characters yeah. you've been controlling, you feel a, you feel a little more stronger for it. There's, mm. a, there's a feeling of ownership over the, those parts of the story, like you've earned them. So they are a magical flying couple. Who who sail across the the beautiful? It's just in the future. Uh, uh, oh oh, they're not. They don't fly. It's like gear on their on their feet. But yeah yeah, it's like a different. It's a parallel world. I would say, like she reads a book, and you find out like it's kind of like oh like cow. What are cows? Cows are just like these <laughs> oh. things with horns. Like it it's it's like yeah yeah it's 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 funny that way. Um, huh. 
Yeah, it, it, yeah. Everything is flow here. It's not like gasoline or anything like that. It's like magical. And there's a story to unfold, surprisingly. And you, you really liked it better than than Fury. Yeah, I did. There's a couple things. Fury, Fury is Fury is great because it's like Afro Samurai cyberpunk. That's basically where Fury was, right? Um, this game had a lot more. A lot more, I wouldn't say like, oh, deep conversations, but it had a lot more conversations, which I, I kind of, I, I liked what it explored. Uh, because I, you don't, you don't, you don't get stuff like this all the time. And, and, and it's a lot, there's a lot of talking, like spread out, you know, you eat and there's like a little scene. You, <laughs> you do this, there's a little scene. Like it's, it's not like you're just doing things. And nothing is happening, and you 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 find yourself disconnected. There's like little scenes in between a little bit of everything, and it all just kind of magically makes sense with the way they um they spaced it out because you do like just you can do a variety of different things throughout the day. The combat when you do actually come, you don't have to all the time. There's some points where you have to, but like not all the time. You're not supposed to just go around attacking things. You don't have like a level that way. You have a relationship level, which is the most time you spend talking with the other, uh, spending more time with the other. Your bond gets better. So your health goes up, your attacks go up, your, you know, your little cool jump animations go up and stuff nice. like that. Very realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's all about it. they're constantly together. As we all learned this year. Yeah, they're constantly together. The less you talk to other people, the worse your diet and sleep schedule get. <laughs> Fact. It's actually I, I feel like there's the other way around for me. Thus like literally your if... life expectancy and your <laughs> HP. <laughs> My HP cap has gone down this year a lot. I need to work on on, on that social meter. <laughs> to bring it back up, you need to find your own haven. Uh, I would say the combat is actually pretty freaking cool. Like the mechanics, they they took something so easy, which is basically you control both characters at the same time, which is like down a shield, side the, the two sides for each mm. character is impact and blast, and then up is pacify, where you pacify the creatures. You don't kill them, you pacify them. Because oh, like the, the the things are you know like are making them go wild, so you you pacify them or whatever, and um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's, a, a, the Noah's Ark sequel I never knew I wanted. The, no, it, it's definitely not that. But like, <laughs> there is combinations of ways for boss battles that you have to do. Like sometimes you have to do a conjoint attack while they're stunned from you blocking or both of you blocking or like there's so many combinations that they end up working out getting this just a short game so they put all this stuff crammed them in with all these different types of bosses and it ends up being super different every time you fight something um fight like some big monster or or not even a big monster just like whatever whatever comes your path so yeah i i i think it's I would say it's definitely worth your time, especially because it is on Game Pass. I have If you're looking for yeah. a conversation-based game right there, and you don't, you know, I would say give it a try. You you will know within the first few minutes if, like, this is your, your jam. I'll say give it an hour, but you would know, I think. 
So it's funny. I installed it uh, mm. on my Xbox, but I didn't boot it up yet because mm. I installed something else at the same time. Dragon Quest. That being Dragon Quest <laughs> Eleven, another RPG, which I inevitably never finish, but have a grand time playing. I played like 12 hours on the Switch demo. Do you remember when they gave out that yeah, really big too. demo? Yeah, I, I got I to played the second place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Heliodor. I, I got to there too, and I actually got a lot further than I remembered. So I, it was basically just me trying to catch up to that point. And mm-hmm. usually that in, in itself would be massively off-putting to me. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of time that I usually don't put into games anyway. But I did it, and it just flew that's by. It. And I had a great time. And I think one of the things that made it so is that playing this game, I don't know if it's on Series X in general, but just playing this game on something that isn't the Switch. My God, what a good looking little game this Dragon Quest Eleven is. Is it? The art direction is lovely. I love Everything it. It's kind of old now. Oh, man, I have to disagree. Like like the, the, the fucking rocks. I mean, the grass looks better. Thank God. Hmm. That's the one thing I complained about was the grass. So I'm not sure if it's in 4K. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's 4K, no. Well, I don't, no, I, don't, I, don't have 4K I don't think monitor, it's 4K, but... but it runs 60 frames perfectly. And I hmm. I think it looks really nice. The cutscenes, all of the characters, like their models, they look so almost Pixar-like a little bit to me. Hmm. Sometimes in the world they don't, but in the in, in in the cutscenes and everything, they feel completely fleshed out and look fantastic. Uh, and then when you run through the world, it's so green, it's so blue. Like that first bit when you get to the top uh, of uh, what what do they call it? Cobblestone. When you reach the top and you look out across the world, it is a little different. It's definitely a bit Final Fantasy VII PNG, but not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really nice. And just generally walking around, and it's like the music in the background popping off, being really positive. The do 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 do. It's incredibly positive, and you're just having a great time. Everything's green. All of the monsters that you fight in the first bit, anyway, are like adorable little slimes and slimes. Yeah, the little bunnelbees, and even the you know the what are they called? The cruel cactus, uh, the cruel cu- cucumber, or something. They all just have the goofiest faces. It's so Dragon Quest. Uh, but it just flew by. I can't believe I already got to where I got at in the Switch, which is you meet, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. The the cool guy with the hair in the, after Heliodor and got him as a party member and you're trying to escape. So I already got to that and I'm having a great time. I it, it's eaten a little bit into playing Yakuza, but there is a stark difference between the storytelling and each I one. I was about to just ask. Don't I was worry. Wait till you Don't. finished. Eight, 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 you eight. played 14 hours of some no. random eight, fucking game. Eight, eight, eight. I got to chapter 10 in Yakuza. So I've gone from 7 to 10. So I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, it's it, it's humanity still number one. One more chapter and you're going to quit. But this is the problem. Quit. This is the problem with like installing i installed carry on and haven as well i'm trying to fit some smaller games in but cyberpunk comes out by the end of this week and this yes, gonna be you three, gotta finish it I, I three think, rpgs i also started dragon quest last night before i passed out 
Mm. And I, I only played like two hours and I was like, oh, I, I almost I, I swear I almost quit. As soon as she opened her mouth and she was like cracky, I was always like, oh, this is this is this bullshit again with this <laughs> voice acting. I was just like, I can't do this, guys. I can't do this. And then I I was like, no, let me give it a try because of Ichiban. Like, <laughs> because he's, he literally says it throughout the whole fucking game. He, he's like a Dragon Quest character. So I was like, let me let me try it out. Yeah. But, you, I'm scared that once Cyberpunk comes out, I'm just gonna drop it. You're gonna drop it, like and I'm not gonna come back. Yeah, I don't like to drop games that. midway. Mm. When well, you're not really game. midway, are you? <laughs> it's so um, long. No, not even and that's close. even worse. That means I would have to replay it again for the third time. I don't know if I want to do that. It's it's but, funny uh, that you said because I started Dragon Quest in Japanese because obviously. I play most games it's in probably Japanese. Better. It's probably uh, better. But actually, I switched back because I actually, and this is uh-huh. funny coming from me as a Brit, I actually think the voices are kind of good, especially in comparison to something like Xenoblade, where those mm. British voices are just fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they make me want to gag, especially Ryan. Some, some people are going to hate me for that, but, <laughs> but I actually really enjoy the Dragon Quest ones. They are incredibly over the top. Like over super the over the top, but their enunciation and everything is really good. Um, so I'm enjoying it, especially I'm fall down and cause myself a mischief. I'm yeah. like, oh my, my, <laughs> it made me bust out laughing. I was oh, like, I'm what is co- this? Gonna cause myself a mischief, yeah. yeah I, yes. I love it. I, I think it's really good. It's so charming. It just fits in that world. I feel like yeah. it fits yeah. in that world really nicely. Um, so I, I'm having a good time with it. But I'm gonna try. I guess and, it, I'm, it knows what it is, right? Like the it knows Dragon exactly Quest is a JRPG. Is. It knows a what big, it is. It's very fucking, honest in what it is. A big, you know? long fucking JRPG. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. try. I'm going to really try to do what be. Tim Rogers, famed yeah. Dragon Quest reviewer, suggested. Oh, the K- Kotaku guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggested in his review of it, which is still the best video game review I've ever watched, which is to play half an hour of it before bed and just treat it as like a little snack. Like a like a a nightcap. Half an hour. What is that? Where where, the, where does the grinding come in? You just take two years to finish it or something. But yeah, obviously, treat it like a little nightcap. Uh, I'm gonna do maybe that, and, and then maybe it'll get finished. Maybe, but I definitely can see. And and this is oh, this is another thing that pissed me off though, which is right now it doesn't support quick resume on Series X. <laughs> Which really, really pissed me off. Oh, because it did, it did, it did happen. It did happen. I'm telling you guys, it did happen. I I saved it just in case because the first time I played with Yakuza, obviously it happened. So just in case, I saved it. I went into another game. I played another game, and then I went back to play it yesterday, and then it started from the splash menu. And I was like, oh hell no, not this shit again. And I gave it one chance and I, I jumped in and I tried it and then I went to another game to see, just to test, went back in. Nope, quick resume doesn't work. And honestly, it really put me off going back and playing it. I wanted to just go play something else. If I can't just resume the game from where it was, I, I'm so spoiled now. It's not next gen if you can't do that. It's, no, it's, it's honestly really frustrating. With RPGs, it's so good to just have your RPG running in the background so you can jump yeah. in it. For 10 minutes it's so helpful and, and now you're just back to the time of the dinosaurs man i know i'm back with all you <laughs> peasants again 
<laughs> Back with all you peasants. Until oh. Windows comes out with their quick resume. I I really hope they patch it. I really <laughs> no, do. No. I, I I hope they do. I hope Cyberpunk, for the love of Christ, I hope Cyberpunk supports it from day one. Ever, ever got since to, I right? got an SSD on so. my computer, I, I I have been alt-tabbing and like leaving multiple games running on the background, and, and it is really nice. Not gonna it lie, is, it's pretty nice. It is. Quick resume is honestly... It's funny, I was talking to a good old friend, Nitro Red, about it, and he messaged and said, like, he was completely sold on that because all he wants is the quality of life improvement. Yeah. Like next gen doesn't excite excite him, but that quality of life can go a long way. And I imagine it's the same for most people. I didn't imagine how much Krikuzin would really just improve how much I play games. I've like play the Xbox every day at the moment. And I play at least three or four games. A dip in and out, like a bit of Halo multiplayer Jesus here. Christ. A little bit of Yakuza uh... here. It's but for somebody like me who gets burnt out for long sessions on one single game, it really is pretty astonishingly helpful. And it allows me to just stay entertained the whole time. I don't feel like I'm grinding through anything. I'm trying to push through and I'm like, I can't reward myself with playing something else. I love the fact that since like day one, Skate 3 has never switched off. Skate 3 has always been running in the background. In some way, shape, or form. It sounds so healthy. Un- unhealthy. Does it, does it lock amazing. those hours? I imagine, no, it doesn't lock, and it doesn't oh. lock the hours, which is so good as well. I'm glad it doesn't do that. Um, what? No, I, I love seeing that I have like 800 oh, well, if, hours on Hunt yeah, Showdown. Yeah, Yakuza, Yakuza would probably have about 1,000 hours <laughs> by now <laughs> if time has passed such. But I'm a little disappointed that Dragon Quest doesn't have it yet. I hope they do. Once they patch it, uh, have have they patched fun. other ones that you've you've talked about? Yes, Yakuza. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because Yakuza didn't have it to begin with. Actually, a lot of the games didn't have it to begin with. Uh, Forza Horizon didn't either. Whoa, that's like the game to do that with. So they they are actively doing it. I think it's an uh, it's a Microsoft thing. Mm. So it's not on the individual developers. It's for Microsoft to make them compatible with their system. So. And they seem to roll it out pretty quickly. So I do hope it gets patched because that would be great. If I could just have it running in the background, just dive into it for half an hour before bed, the Tim Rogers way, maybe with a little glass of wine. Going to have a good time. I hope so. Other than that, I haven't really played anything else. I did want to give a massive shout out, though, that I played Duck Game. Hell with, yeah. With our beloved oh. Discord community on our, uh, on our on that. Saturday night community night. If Nintendo ever shuts down your Smash community, just, just play, play some Duck Game duck instead. Game. I am absolutely abysmal at it, but I could not stop laughing. I've played Duck Game before, but I've never played it with that many people. Full multiplayer matches, insane random maps. How many with- people on one map? I think eight is the maximum you can have. Wow. And it is, it is awesome. It is That's so new. much fun. Ice yes, gun, I think. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Two people dead immediately. Oh yeah. So God. some of our community members were telling me that uh, it, it got an update recently. Of course, I think all of us know Landon. We're incredibly biased. I absolutely adore Landon with all my heart. What a wonderful chap. I don't know any of the people you talk about. None. I thought 
I thought Not you and one. him had him on TOVG, or is it just George who had him on I, his po- I think I had him in a video. I don't know if we've oh, had him yeah, on okay. a video. Not, no, no, TOVG. Okay, so I thought We he didn't have a lot of developers on, except for like, Josh is like, we had Josh on, which is ArenaNet. Mm. I listened to the show, yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Job. And then we had uh, Supergiant, Supergiant Games. And we had Greg, yeah. Hades, yeah. In yeah. any case, if, we should if, have if, Landon at some point. Wherever we Landon is, he disappears for for like he disappears <laughs> on social Fred. media for for a long period of time and then comes back. But yeah, 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 I adore him. It's from a few years ago. But if you're listening to this podcast and don't know, go buy Duck Game. Yeah, absolutely. I thank you to all the community members who uh, were playing it this weekend. I had such a blast. Just a big shout out to Akidan. Fuck real duck. I hate you. You're the worst. <laughs> player in the world and you should go and die uh whoa wow (laughs) that's my game arranged that's my game arranged moment like clip it make cancel me (laughs) that's my game arranged moment okay fuck real deck was it xbox record that xbox connect record that no no quacking around here on this episode damn son yeah we had a nice meme afterwards um Whoever was wearing the real, you know, the, the Maliard duck, the real duck, was basically a shit and kept winning. So fuck real duck. Um, I had a great time. Community nights with the, with the, with the lovelies. It's a hell of a good time. Mm-hmm. So that was some of the most fun I've had in a long time playing games. Bye, duck. So uh, did you guys get anything for yourselves on Black Friday last week? No. Tried yeah, to find really? a PS5, could yeah. not find a PS5. Oh, you're looking? You just got the $500 Xbox. Now you want the $500 PS5? I want to play Demon Souls. What, what do you? What do you mean? Uh, we run a gaming podcast. It's time to get into the fucking mode. Uh, what are you talking about? Someone's got to be the next gen correspondent. Yeah, like somebody, somebody's got to fucking do it. Somebody's got to do it. Are just gonna be the the old the old host in the background. Hey guys, He's the VR correspondent. <laughs> no, I got news this time. I I I bought something nice, something new for myself on Black Friday that was on sale. It's a Quest Two, isn't it? It's a Xbox no, it was- Series Four <gasps> controller for, for forty dollars. Oh, oh, I bought that. Uh, I yeah, bought yeah, that, you, you it, got it too, right? On your recommendation, like I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, thank you, George," <laughs> because yeah. I didn't know these existed. So, so all three of us have Xbox Series controllers now. Well, well, I, I, I was wondering. Matt's is white, and, wow. and the one That's I the got only was one white. that was available. The black, yeah. Were gone. So Liam, there's I'm assuming three yours is black. Yeah, there's black, and then the two ones you can buy are the white and the blue. There's a bl- there's a really nice blue one. Okay, if you say so. It's actually a really nice blue. It is quite a nice blue. I'm not a big fan in general of blue controllers, but that blue is very nice. But that white controller Matt is holding up, that is a good looking controller. Okay, it's it's yeah. I'm usually not. I usually don't like white, but hang on, I'll get like I'll get my black on. You guys keep talking. Well, yeah, well, I'm but... I'm I'm worried that in a few years there's going to be a bunch of little like yellow and, and green bleach. dots yeah, all over yeah. it. I I don't know. How confident well, hopefully I am something for else. Then. Hopefully the black comes out um and back in stock probably, you know. But uh one one thing you don't get to see much in the texture in the picture is the texture of this thing. Like it's got a, a so matte bad. feel in to the back, it. Right? 
Yeah. That's like, it's all bumpy and grippy all over. Like the plastic has a, a, a graininess to it. And, um, the controller stick has like that wheel notched into it. And the, um, D pad has sharp little edges. This, this, this D pad. I absolutely love, I love this D pad so much. It feels so much less smooth than it looks like under the reflection of the light and from from a Mm. distance in a lot of the pictures. But when this thing's in your hands, I don't think I've ever like been able to close my my eyes and know exactly where my fingers are this well since like the GameCube controller. Oh, damn. And and I just I'm I'm so impressed by what tiny little notches that like you can barely even see them with your naked eye but those tiny little notches on the sticks there just feel so good in my thumbs i love rubbing them and Whoa. and it, it's like whenever you move just just your muscles when, when you like contract one little string in your thumb you, you can feel your your fingerprint brush against like three tiny microscopic nudges and then somehow the sensitivity is still registered in there like it's like it's built for micro finesse movements i i think it is a fantastic controller and i love the little ribbed for pleasure uh ribbed yeah 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 that's a yeah, that's a good way um wow for his and her pleasure that's, <laughs> no, that's a lot I'll, of people won't get that a that, lot of people some, won't get that some will some will <laughs> some will <laughs> just the portion of the audience that knows what adam and eve is all right ladies <laughs> ladies are right, what, what was the percentage liam of, of, gotcha. of female viewers i am not i am not admitting that on that i am not i'm not I'm never admitting that. Man. The number um, begins with the zero. <laughs> Not far what, off. What was it? It was. It was just. It was just one of <laughs> one, one one person making multiple accounts. <laughs> no, it that was, wasn't. That, that was, the, wasn't, that was, that the, was the, joke the joke you made about the me. real statistic. <laughs> just so, just so the listeners know, what Matt just said was a joke. What what wow. I might have said might have been some real hardcore brutal honest shit though. And the reality was somewhere in the middle of both of what you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will okay. admit, like this controller, I mean, obviously it doesn't have the upgrades of the PS5 controller in terms of those triggers. But as a <laughs> controller upgrade in general, this is one of the best controllers ever. The only thing I don't like, and I still don't like, I didn't like it on the Xbox One. Is and I don't think I liked it on the 360. Is the top bumpers LB and RB suck? I hate these bumpers. Triggers amazing. These two suck. I bought it because the bumper finally died on LB on my two circa 2007 era Xbox 360 controller. And yeah, going from the Xbox 360 controller to the the Xbox Series core controller is what they're calling it nowadays. Definitely feels like a nice jump. It feels like a really, really nice jump. And for $40, I absolutely cannot complain. But it also does feel weird in the back of my head to think that I'm upgrading from a controller from 2007. And this is how much progress has been made in in 13 years of development since then. I believe that that we had a, a, a super, I don't, I don't know if Liam was there for this. Were, were mm. you there? Uh, I was playing Phoenix in Discord and someone was mentioning about how weird it actually is 
that the official Microsoft hardware products and thus PC games in practice by relation still don't support motion controls at all. Zero. Nilch. Yeah, I, the gy- yeah they don't have gyroscopic. Or... It's past time. It's way past time. And we talked, we did talk about this a little bit while, while you were streaming it. I really hope they do that whatever Sony's doing becomes the norm and we do have controllers that mm-hmm. have all of these things a combination of the switch's gyroscopic nature, of course, all of the vibrations and the haptics that we have in controllers now, but that resistance in the PS5 controller, I hope they integrate into an Xbox controller and it just becomes the standard. But it is weird that they don't have anything other than basically just rumble. Yeah. And I think that's the one big thing that's, um, you know, I can't say it's like disappointing. No, I am. I, I, I am disappointed that there aren't more bells and whistles for as much progress as making this 13 year leap is like it's all in the finesse of how the plastic has been lasered in the factory rather than like totally creative off the wall bonkers ideas that, that might not work at first like motion controls. And nowadays we've got some ports on, on the PC side of thing of like old launch era or early era PS3 games like Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain, you know, the David Cage classics that could actually make some good use of, of motion controls getting packed into an Xbox controller. It, it shouldn't be expensive nowadays. I, the software is not there, but if you don't make hardware for it, then that's just kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. What's what's the deal, game developers? Get it together. I mean, you just got to aim for your, ta- uh, your target demographic, right? Prior to, I think possibly game pass target demographic was specifically i think we all know xbox live players people who played call of duty assassin's creed etc etc blah 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 and then game pass comes along and introduces everybody who kind of uses the xbox ecosystem to entirely random different games you think of you know haven and games like that being shown to the general populace uh definitely there is room now for software to come along onto xbox that could could take control uh in different ways and i hope we just get the norm to be interesting and cool i wish that motion assisted aiming was the norm splatoon style motion aiming where where you tilt mm. your controller ever so slightly to speed your reticule up ever so slightly in a console game and that in crossplay PC games like like Warzone, that would do a lot to close the gap and, and balance the the reaction timings and mm. snap precision across both platforms. I, I, I don't use it like I didn't use it in Splatoon. I gave it a good go. You definitely get the aiming. It's just it's too much for me to be moving the controller around like this and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But I definitely am somebody who especially having worked on Apple Arcade games now and using the iPhone taptic and haptic feedback stuff, which is really good. Like those phones do hella good and interesting stuff that, you know, with vibrations and rumbles, I want more controllers to be doing stuff like that. The the HD rumble we were promised with the Switch never really <laughs> lived, up, lived up to its uh, expectations. Yeah. Um, but with that's... the PS5, it seems that we're really pushing the boundaries now on this kind of thing. And I, I hope that is where we keep going. You know, we had that question a couple of weeks ago about interesting control schemes. I hope we get more of that with the ability to have vibrations and feedback and force feedback. Yeah, same. 
you know, I, I I'm a fan of, of controller gimmicks and it is deflating to uh, buy this really nice Black Friday treat for myself and see <laughs> that uh, for, for all the progress that's been made, it's it's not more plastic, not, not as much in the gimmicky stuff so much as it's in the little microscopic ridges in the, yeah. I, in terms of the build quality of this controller alone, it is brilliant. It is just brilliant. It fits perfectly in my hands. I don't think a controller has fit as well into my hands as this one has for a long time. It is a step up from the 360 controller, but it is miles ahead of the Xbox One controller, which I have here as well as like is my P general PC controller, but the smooth nature of it and the size is just, oh, ugh. that's been used, my friend. Yeah, it has. That that's is been, a dirty boy. Look at that. That's a dirty, I, collecting dust ooh. there. From here, it is it is hard to tell. Oh, that is Adam and Eve level dirty. It, it is hard Adam to Eve. tell at glance. Like what is even different? Us about these controllers amazon.com well you can you can sort of see a little bit in their light reflection like the this oh, sort of light slightly reflects differently on one than the other yes yes yeah well this one yeah the xbox one is incredibly smooth i hate the smooth nature of this controller but then the map literally see map makes everything better just in hey. life just in podcast mm. the map feel of this and then the you know the rip <laughs> the pleasure backs and triggers just ah, it's a good controller. Very yeah, I got the black mat too. Mm. I got the I, I, hey man, I'm I'm if anything I'm loyal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now that our allegiances have been prescribed, um, you guys wanna wanna dance around. Some real thin, slow Newsweek topics. This, yeah, it's so funny when you say that. As I mentioned, like by the time people hear this, the whole world will have flipped in video games. <sighs> we are... <laughs> I cannot wait to wet my. Tongue. I'm just gonna preemptively throw out that wasn't the Game Awards fun last night? Isn't Cyberpunk doing well? Oh wow, the Game Awards! I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Brie Larson and Gal Gadot sure did. Enrage the gamers. Did you see the Master Chief was Jeff Keighley all along? The hottest new game that was just announced. It was Call of Hades. Juarez. Three. <laughs> Call, of, Call Juarez. of Hades. That's a blast from the past. Three. <laughs> Juarez looks great. I, mm -hmm. I I can't believe they they scanned Jeff Keighley in into that game for some comic relief cameos that I'm sure are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Square Enix also revealed a new, a new project um, that they're releasing out called uh, uh, Sim Symphonia Saga, I believe. Some something like that, a name that was kind of kind of. Y you know, anime-ish like that. What was what was it called, guys? Symphonia Saga, the Eternal Sonata. I can't wait for Symphonia Saga, the Eternal Sonata. Looks great. <laughs> 2020's gonna gonna. It's a Breath of the Wild clone. Knock me on outta. 
It's definitely Breath of the Wild clone. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it was super duper fun watching all the the esports athletes win win their great awards. The best esport coach of the year. Um, Can you believe Tiggy it? Z. I yeah. I love that man or, or woman who whoever it was who won the award. G- great person, the best, the best person. I'm having a blast playing Cyberpunk. You know, quick resume oh, works. Man. <laughs> oh man I'm about to pick up the computer from work today man oh, oh, shit. oh my god I'm gonna have a huge dick in my woman <laughs> I mean on my woman sorry I I wonder if there's gonna be a sensor on that thing That's no what I'm really I, I don't think so you no. yeah they, an adult they... only game what is this they they distributed the the link and the download code at the Game Awards for the Cyberpunk 2077 Decenser patch. To get a free code, all you had to do was send in your actual genital size, and you got a free game. Oh, that's <laughs> so that dope. Square so it's not like face. It's not like face scanned. It's like dick scanned. So that like Square it. Enix can send you custom sized merch to go with your free <laughs> week trial for. Eternal. Is that the bundle deal with AdamandEve.com? Adam I'm going, I'm going crazy, and I love every minute of this. So yeah, nothing's nothing, nothing much is going on right now besides everything that we just came up with on the spot. What I thought we might get some mild enjoyment out of this week <laughs> is talking about this. <laughs> The surprising reason why Nintendo hasn't produced a Kadabra Pokemon card in over 20 years. Um, yeah, I had I had no clue this was a thing that had been going on for decades. I apologize, Matt. But hey, Matt, did you know mm-hmm. that uh, the imagery used to make the Pokemon Kadabra was influenced by the real-life magician illusionist performance artist Yuri Geller. In Japan, Kadabra's name is Young Error, which apparently sounds a bit too close to real-life magician who is famous for, for making it look like he's bending spoons on the stage, Yuri Geller. Oh, it's Yungara or Yungera. Do you guys know who Yuri Geller is? Because he's super famous in the UK. For all of the wrong reasons. Hey, Matt, do you know who Yuri Geller is? Oh, I, I mean, how he say his name is, it's gotta be like the English way, right? Not the, like, German or whatever. Oh, you no, want. he's, uh, I can't remember where exactly he, he's originally, I think it's Israel he's originally from. Yeah, Israel, oh, British okay. illusionist, uh, magician, television personality, and self-proclaimed psychic. Ugh. He, uh, Yuri he, goddamn Geller. He does spoon bending um he simulates the effects of psychokinesis and telepathy okay that's interesting so so maybe he can he can read my mind right now God, he's 73 already he doesn't look it no but uh this this 73 year old magician <laughs> i'm just like imagining <laughs> that this could now be a surprisingly entertaining subplot from arrested development this 73 year old <laughs> performance artist magician decided to sue nintendo back in the late 90s Wait, what? for the design of this character kadabra and the name of the character being his name and then the spoon bending thing of this magic psychic pokemon being his signature magician act on stage wait how is it his name 
his name is Yuri Geller, and in Japan, Kadabra is called Yungerer, which sounds oh, pretty darn close. Okay, I got confused. Oh, Japanese. that's okay. okay. The, the katakana says Yungara. And the L's turn into R's. So that's that's how you can also tell what's going on there. I'm amazed that they knew who this guy was in Japan. I okay, so the first layer of surprise when I was reading this story was like, oh huh, apparently this has been going on for 20 years, because I had no idea because I didn't I haven't cared about the card game since elementary school. But secondly, was Liam's reaction being like, oh yeah, Yuri Geller. I know that television personality because the imagery like did stick with me. Like when I saw him with the bendy spoon, I was like, oh, yeah, that. But I didn't know of him. I didn't know his mm. name or his. Like, In the UK, he's he's pretty much a joke. He's just a joke. Oh. <laughs> he's a joke of a human being. He was on TV a lot in the past. This is hilarious just now. Complete nonsense all over. Yeah, he's a bit of a joke of a guy. Because I imagine that, like, had his legal strategy gone differently, he might be able to get, like, a good settlement out of this. Instead, what he decided to do was enforce a punishment on Nintendo to keep them from putting his likeness as Kadabra on cards. And of all the, the different multimedia slices that the Pokemon company has their fingers in, in, in these pies, it was the cards that, for some reason, he was able to... Uh, wrestle Nintendo's lawyers into restricting of. There has not been a Kadabra card since 2003-ish, according to some quick checks I did on the Bulbapedia. There were some expansion packs that released, like, dark, dark Kadabra variants that, that were altered for the sake of legal distinction. And there are also some other um, expansions and rule sets where Abra evolves directly into Alakazam, skipping out the middleman of the Yuri Geller-inspired Kadabra altogether. But uh, yeah, it's kind of hilarious to know that a self-purported psychic-type personality is also one to stick to 20-year-old petty lawsuits, which... He is now deciding he's done with. He's he's shaking his hands with uh, old rival Nintendo. They they've they've agreed that they're cool because they didn't say anything about having to pay an undisclosed amount. I wonder if that's what's also what was going on here. Yeah, he sent Nintendo's lawyers a letter back after a lot of fans were complaining to Yuri Geller about the lack of Kadabra in, in latest releases of the TCG and uh, said that that. Nintendo has contacted him back and it's all kosher and they are allowed to print Kadabra on cards now and sell them for money. Yo, listen, if Nintendo was like, yo, this guy, I totally want to make a Pokemon out of him. I wouldn't be like, no, I won't. I don't want that unless it's Jinx, unless it's Jinx. Then that's just like, no, no, I don't want to be a Jinx. But if anything other than that, I would be like, oh, that's cool. Why why do people want money all the time? What is what's up with this money grabbing stuff? Because at some point you get I mean, old. if I was a 73-year-old who owned an island off the coast of Scotland, and no I basically No way. Okay, yeah. he's fine then. He's fine. And, oh, he's fine. He's fine with a capital F fine. Like he made yeah. a lot of TV. He made that 90s money. There. Having he made having, that 90s money. Having not known 
the name and the history and the shtick of Yuri Geller. I was wondering if like, oh, maybe he was a like one up. one hit wonder who needs uh, I mean, money he in is his seventies now. I, I mean, he obviously was business savvy enough to bring down Nintendo at one point. So I feel like <laughs> that play. Or at least like enough to to wrestle them into these weird decisions. Your own island. He owns his own island Your because, own island. oh, uh, oh, let me uh, quickly distract everybody while I find the reason as to why he owns the island. Uh, it's it's mad. It's batshit crazy. He owns the island for the reason of, uh, 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 um, oh, where is it? So, Yuri Geller, um has a career that spans four decades with television shows and appearances in many countries. Yuri Geller was born on the 20th of December in 1946 in Tel Aviv, Israel, which was then part of the British-administered mandatory... Liam, you doing okay back there? Oh, oh, here we go. I found it. I found it. Uh, Yuri Geller owns an island called Lamb Island, or The Lamb. All right. Uh, it's, It's off the southeast coast of Scotland. I guess they raise roosters there. He purchased it in February of 2009. And the reason he purchased it for is because he states or believes that it is the hiding place of ancient Egyptian treasure. My initial like childish reaction was like, oh, hell yeah, that's cool as shit. And then when I thought about it more and more, I'm like, that's probably a huge waste of money by a crazy person. (laughs) And now we know who we're talking about. (laughs) Wow. On the plus side, I'm seeing a lot of Kadabra like fan art, some fan thick art. Some thick. I mean, Kadabra is pretty thick. Yeah, man. A lot of cuddling going on in these pictures. <sighs> Kadabra was always better than Alakazam. Always better. I mean, they look the same, to be honest. Alakazam's a little skinny and and Alakazam just has two spoons. Not a lot of imagination going on there. Kadabra's got that big tail. I mean, Abra is adorable, but, you know, an absolute yeah. pain in the ass to try and cap- capture him. The only reason everywhere. I think I can remember the difference even between Abra and Kadabra, but not Kadabra to Alakazam. Alakazam was incredible in Pokemon Stadium. But that's not the subject of the Yuri Geller litigationist <laughs> legal suit news story. You mean Scottish Island owning Yuri Geller. <laughs> Purported psychic Yuri Geller. Purported owner of ancient Egyptian treasure. Well, I hope he finds that treasure someday. (laughs) Man, when you buy a whole damn island, who do you start sending your power bills to? Who pays for your cable? I imagine everything's connected to some sort of mainland. Or maybe there's no power and it's all generators. What, What about like the sewage and the garbage? Like... Like, do you just got to figure that out? Straight to the ocean. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it all Yuri Geller? Is he just going to, like, do some tricks to make it look <laughs> like your garbage is being taken? Is it like that Harry Potter joke where that J- J.K. Rowling said, like, wizards just, like, magic away their shit <laughs> oh, or yeah, something? disappear and me poop them. D- does he? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We got we got a lot of puns in this episode. And if you're into that, you can find more at Adam and Eve. I'm pretty sure if he has his own island, he's paying someone some boat to come in and suck up all his uh his uh his waste. 
out of his that's, tank. That's got to be one hell of a gel. His name is <laughs> oh. Yuri Geller. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that was bad. Let's do let's do a couple listener questions now that we're done with the world's slowest news week. <laughs> <laughs> Remember sure. when we had the busiest week of the news and then the whole mm. episode was two hours? Well, it inevitably is going to be next week when we're behind on some incredible Game Awards news. Oh, nah, no, there, there's no way that's going to compete with the, the busiest week of 2020. What? I, that's true. Was that when The Last of Us was leaking or, or was that a few weeks after that? It was the Bethesda buyout. 2020 in general just busy the, the, for the e3 games. reveals the the final fantasy 16 and and how like some of it was coming to pc and some of it not and, and it was also the early pre-release fiascos with the 3080s well it's been a it's been a next gen year isn't it so uh, undoubtedly everything is going to be busier so in a previous week, we had a a entertaining news story scraped up from the bottom of that week's barrels about a game sp- <laughs> about a GameSpot employee dance off competition where one of the prizes was winning um an extra ten hour shift of work on Black Friday. A listener has sent us some clarification. A listener who works or, or claims to work with uh with the, the very healthy, sure to be long livid sustainable company GameSpot has uh sent us a email that's not so much a question as much of a clarification. Trey F says, Hello there, dad and sons. I just listened to one of your new episodes where you're talking about the GameStop competition. Quick point of clarification. Those ten extra hours. They're actually for the winning store, not for an individual person. The way it works is corporate sends you X amount of hours per week, and then you use those hours however you like among your staff. Sometimes you would either have to micromanage your hours and make sure nobody goes over, or if you were busy, you couldn't call anyone for extra help if you didn't have those extra hours. So those 10 extra hours would be to let a couple people come in and give them more coverage during Black Friday. Corporate's tendency to not give enough hours in general makes this seem extra sinister to me. Oh, you want to get more hands in to help on Black Friday? Well, then you better dance for it, is what the Mm. the listener threw in in quotes. Back to reciting the email. With the way they cheap out on hours normally, 10 extra hours would be a large help for most years on Black Friday. Who knows with the world on fire as it is for this year. In the end, I have only three points. Number one, fuck GameStop. Number two, super big fuck you to GameStop corporate. Number yeah. three, love the show. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I agree with all those points. Yeah. yeah. Not a question, but thanks for the clarification. That yeah. that really it just reminds me how much corporate policy and then store quotas like force managers into being assholes to everybody. And there's no hiding it. They they literally say they get off a call and they tell us what is on the call and then we have to do it. And what 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 <laughs> that's it. That's just, we gotta do it. What are you gonna do? Say no, that's we we can't do that. I'm not doing that to my my employees. That doesn't no. They'll make a dance competition out of it. And then they'll have this passive-aggressive, smirking, patronizing attitude about about energizing your your staff as a family. 
10, 10 hours for the store, though. Is that like one hour per employee who danced? Like one extra right? hour? Like oh, how much right. extra free time did they have to spend choreographing the bloody dance? So an extra 10 hours as an individual working hard in your life sounds like, you know, a shitty time. With, with the 10 hours, I, I if I had money being given to me by other sources and I could choose to do what I want for 10 hours or work for GameStop for 10 hours, I would choose to do what I want for 10 hours, right? Mm. So it does, it it seems even since this is a 10 hour being awarded to a whole entire store though, instead of just the one individuals, all of a sudden that seems like nothing. That seems like a very small resource to to be managing here. Yeah, it goes back to exactly what I was mentioning when I worked at a, a video game store in the UK. It, it will just go to the manager as extra allocated hours, and then they will be the person to then delegate where those hours go. And it's the same shit, right? Zero hour contracts. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you want to work an extra hour? Oh, here you go. Oh, this person's not here on Friday. Oh, here's two hours extra. Uh, <laughs> it's just beyond a joke. Ten extra hours on Black Friday across a whole entire store of like, like, six to seven people doesn't actually sound like that much you come in early just to set all the prices maybe instead of open when you open at 10 instead of coming in at nine you come in at eight and everybody comes in at eight something like that maybe so so that is one like one person's one shift if you're assuming that their shift is eight ish hours that's that's Mm. one day basically for for the busiest day of the year so yeah yeah that that news story was misleadingly worried and the reality turned out to be even worse Worse. than what was already shocking and amusing readers. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I actually enjoyed having some clarifications and instead of a question, if you would like to send in any clarifications, you probably (laughs) might be able to do it on our new Twitter account. Oh, oh, please send you us dance? your HDR clarifications. Yeah, send us your, your VR cable, your HDR uh, interests out there. Yeah. The way we get video games wrong. Send all your clarifications not <laughs> to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Send your questions there. Or you can sign up to the Patreon and you can join our Discord in which you can also send questions there. But if you want to be petty on the internet, if you want to send comments to the dads, if you want us to see your terrible Adam and Eve fan, do- fan art, yeah. you can now follow us on Twitter, Dad and Sons Pod, and you can also get updates about what we're up to, all the episodes there. We are internet savvy dads. Yes. It, it, it took a few years, but we, we, figured, we figured out how to, how to use the internet. <laughs> it took literally... Three years. <laughs> Please follow us. <laughs> Has it been three years since we've been doing this? It is. December signals our anniversary. Holy shit. I love you guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. What a th- th- thank, thank you, Harrison, Harrison Ford. I wonder if that was improvised. On Probably. Empire. It's Harrison. Speaking of receiving petty complaints from listeners Ooh. uh danny k nice has a fun question about pettiness 
What is the pettiest reason you've ever put a game down for? How small can a feature be in a game where its implementation can ruin your experience? What can make it literally unplayable? Or on the flip side, what common complaints for games do you think are the most inconsequential for your experience with them? My answer is listen to last week's episode of the podcast to find out. Is this about whatever the hell makes exploration feel organic? Hey, I will admit, I'm very thankful to our community because I got a lot of support about last week's episode and in general really? about open world and quantity over quality and how you going that nuts. Sucks. <laughs> Poor George is just like, this is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> he like hijacked George's conversation. <laughs> yeah. Overstuffed games is generally a big complaint of mine. It seems to be a complaint of many others, it, it, it turns out. But yeah. one, of, one of the biggest things for me and uh, to the end of the day will drive me crazy is Games about movement, platformers or racing games, etc., that have shitty movement. Platformers that have terrible jumps, I will immediately turn it off. Yeah. Games that their literal thing is about movement and then the movement sucks. And that immediately puts me off and I won't play it. I would say the pettiest is when I play a Metrovania and I can't wall jump. Or... I can't grip um, on ledges. That's like some of the pettiest ones that I've been like, not, can't play it. So you hate it. And I have played it <laughs> and I have played games like that, but like that, that's pretty, yeah. That's how petty I can get. That's how petty I can get. <laughs> Once again, want to shine light on how much menus matter to me. Mm, and that that's the menus one. are why. Death Stranding's menu. Woof. Well, well, okay. George, go ahead. ahead. A game that everyone likes that I don't (laughs) to to flip things on the other side is is that Witcher 2 is my least favorite Witcher game. And I think it's because of that game's menus. It is of Mm. of an era. Witcher 1. Witcher 1 was was vomit inducing. Witcher 1's menus. Okay, okay. also pretty bad. Witcher 2's menus are are of an era in video game menus that I especially don't want to go back to. And it's when when every every other game had a big chunky goop menu where uh some goopy, blurry background would would kind of loop in a in a five second span over and over again. It would be formatted for 720 displays, so this big complicated (laughs) RPG with a inventory that should be pages would only display like three items at a time as you were scrolling through and uh there was there was an uncomfortable feeling of lag between the button presses you were in the goop realm instead of Geralt's like pockets or backpack or all all the little petty george shit (laughs) i don't like when a character doesn't talk i don't like that either anymore really fucking annoying it's fucking annoying in dragon quest let me tell you that really stood out to me in dragon quest yeah i know that's happening less and less over the years it is so when it does happen it stands out even more and that was that was like one of my favorite things about phoenix was like oh it's like breath of the wild but the main character is is driving some good comedies i'm going through that seems like like a step in the Mm. step forward in time from Whatever decade Nintendo's in. Non-skippable cutscenes. Yes. Or boss fights. Boss fights that have a cutscene at the beginning, but after the first time you see it, 
it still replays if you die. Yes. I hate that. I hate that. I've seen the cutscene once. I don't want to watch it every time I die. Just don't have it there. I don't even want to press A to skip it. Just, just not having a, a save game, uh, a, a way to save after one of those boss fights either. Save games in general. Yeah. Okay, I got one. I cannot help but question at this point in the history of our human race as a species, do games still have the title screen where they're like, Video game name, press any button to begin. Why do I gotta press any button to begin? I'm gonna press any button to begin when I like select my save file from the menu. I, <laughs> I, uh, that, that used to be a thing no, we're to, getting deep to know now. which we're player getting deep. is player one, but I feel yeah. like that's a step that, that could be taken with more natural. Why is that there? What is the point yeah. of it to, other than to look pretty? Oh, again, screaming I think George. it's a standards thing. I actually, yeah, that's a good point. Why is that there? I hate that. Like the corporate logos. Corporate fucking logos before the game that you can't skip of a game you've played 80 gazillion times and the logos show up. And they, they're not interesting anymore. Back in the day, they used to have like little sound effects and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Remember the Neversoft eyeball getting like the shit stabbed mm, out of yeah. it with blood flying everywhere? That was yeah, the logo. There, that was a conversation, you know? Like, conversation people would sit down next piece. to you and 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 they'll yeah. see this for the first yeah. time. Like, oh, let me show you this game. God, 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 God. And you're like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. And, yeah, and that mom was is like, what did I buy my son? Yeah, exactly. I thought but, I thought you just skateboarded in this game, but wh- why are we stabbing eyeballs in the very first scene? Now you see like Radeon and Nvidia bullshit, and it's just like I don't care. I don't care. I don't care that it was made for Nvidia. And they sure as hell aren't stabbing eyeball monsters. Yo, the iguana in the old Turok games on the Acclaim logo. Oh, yeah! That was... That That poor iguana got the shit wrecked out of him every time I booted that game up. Good times. <laughs> but yeah, no, when, when they aren't fun, fuck those Games logos. that don't... Especially long games, and this is a personal thing I wish more would do. We have some games these days that do it. More long games that if you don't play them for a while, you come back to them and you have no idea what is happening. Oh, that's a hard problem. Games like The Witcher and Dragon Quest that have those little bits where it tells you when you boot up the game what happened most recently. Like those little tidbits. Yeah. That's a lot of work to to solve. It is a lot of work, yeah. For, for really possible. complicated... How do you okay? How how do you think it's possible? This could be this could be an interesting talk. Um, you just use generic rule sets. Where is the player in the world? What was the last quest? Because you can summarize everything to a point. For example, in Dragon Quest right now, it would be you are the luminary. Hmm. Okay. You've gone to Heliodor to find out what's going on. Be careful. Well, so, you know, it, like you take the quest status. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> you you take the you take the quest status. Where where they are in the world? What level are they? You can create generic rule sets for any of these things. It doesn't have to be extensive. I mean, in The Witcher, where is Geralt? You know, what did he last do? The player is going to have some sort of general understanding, but it's it's like where you turn it on, and then the immediacy, like, ah, oh, what the fuck was I doing? 
and then you have a quest log and you, and 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 you look at the quest log and it's like find find Hitler and you're like what what <laughs> find- what am I what am I doing? They do try. In in The Witcher 3, when you would load up your save games, Dandelion would sing you a little jingle about whatever Hitler's currently up to. Yeah. You know, imagine the Star Wars crawl, but just a tiny fraction of that about what you were last doing. Like, Hitler I, is on the moon. You have gone to the moon to find Hitler. I just And you'd be like, oh yeah, that's what I was doing. I, I just don't know how easy it would be for them to, like, elegantly compress all the the, the Nazi jargon and the words you wouldn't need to do that you wouldn't need to do that it is just a reorientation it is not a it's it's not a retelling of the story then if you want that then you have to start again it's just a a real uh, like a, a reorientation of where you are what just happened last time you played you're much likely to remember a brief overview than you would any details anyway mm-hmm. so yeah like don't forget that chest in that last area Oh, Hitler would hate it if you got that chest. Yeah, remember that weapon that, you know, that big golden gun that's going to shoot Hitler in the face? You you need it for Hitler. Reminding you about Hitler. <laughs> that's a lot of petty reasons. We're pretty petty. H.J. Kathman from, from Patreon uh, wants to know, this might be a controversial question, but what is your guy's opinion of using scissors to cut pizza? What the fuck? Are we talking about like we're talking about food scissors like you cut meat with or are we we talking about just yeah. regular old pair of scissors like you you just cut stuff with I do think that the broadest interpretations of the very limits of the question need to seriously be considered in order for us three to have a serious discussion about this I actually I don't have I think it's pizza if I need to cut mm-hmm. it I'm going to use whatever utensils I need to use to eat my pizza. I'm going to use my mouth, all right? But what if it's what if it's not cut? A pizza that's not cut? Oh, you mean like microwave pizza and shit like that? Or Talking about pizza? the dude from Domino's, he he just didn't cut it. Just put it out of the oven immediately, forgot to cut it. Whacked it in the How box. How do you forget to cut pizza? I will call them immediately. You get paid minimum wage in a restaurant. It, it happens. Yeah, right. You go to you're the right. store you're and you right. buy a frozen pizza and they forget to cut it. You gotta you gotta do that work yourself. I I I man, the world is just just hard out there, you know, just trying to keep a brother down. Fucking fucking scissors though. Scissors. Right, right. Now now if if we're talking like little two dollar babbies, like the cheese will get fiskers, stuck in the joints. Right, 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 and and even in like the finger guards, if they have that little like plastic nub that that yeah the goop could get in the pizza slime, you know, and you don't want it like you want the you want you want it clean, you know, you don't want it like and then the the, the goop it just tears the 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 top layer of the pizza off because now, it's just, it, that's not good pizza if it, the top layer is coming off, but still, you don't want any pizza being connected to this thing as you go across if uh you log on to adamandeve.com and order yourself some high quality kitchen shears (laughs) i think you could get away with slicing a particularly thin pizza on particularly normal kitchen shears i I was about to say pizza shears but i don't want to give anyone any wrong ideas I, I think we're missing a point. Is is he choosing over to use pizza mm. scissors over a pizza cutter? Mm, interesting. Mm. 
so now it's a question of of intention. Yes. Right. Okay. That does complicate things. Yes. It does complicate things because I would definitely go with a hot, like high quality roller over mm-hmm. picking up a hot pizza and cutting under it. Unless you want to make shapes. Unless you're just trying to do something special. Yeah, because you've got to pick up the pizza, right? You've got to pick up the pizza to get those scissors around it and have some, yeah. some, you know, some grip. I don't, if it's hot, I don't want to be touching it. Yeah, I don't want to be touching it, man. Well, I don't want to if... get my, 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 I don't want to handprint my pizza, you know? A, a, pizza, a pizza cutter is kind of a, a, Alton Brown would call it a unit device. Uh, you, you always want to buy multitaskers in the kitchen. Now, with a mm. pair of scissors, you can cut a piece cut of meat. construction paper into some fun mm-hmm. shapes, uh, hang them on the wall, put them Wait, on the fridge. Wait, see, now you're talking about using regular scissors now. We're not talking you about can, meat scissors now. But, but I mean, imagine that you're you're a poor college kid and you have no money for groceries. So you go to the farm and get some flour and some tomatoes and some eggs. And you make a pizza purely from scratch, but you have no pizza cutter. But you're 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 a college kid, so you have office supplies, and a scissor might be there. And you know, I I'm not gonna call the police on you, but I mean, is it sterile? Like, are they washing it off? You don't want like pencil dust on it when you you're cutting it. You know, uh, well, 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 doesn't the heat kill the pencil germs? Wait, wait, wait. That's that that's like when you put a pizza in the oven. Okay, not like. Like the heat from the cheese is not gonna fucking melt the fucking germs. <laughs> Can we please get a scientist to respond? We need to. We need know. clarification on Twitter. <laughs> yes, Dad and clar- sons, clarify, Twitter.com. <laughs> clarify this one. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, uh, well, I think. I think we got time for one more. Flash from Patreon asks uh, about VR games and how they can have. Good a night, more- guys. That was a good show. Thanks very much, Liam. You 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 managed <laughs> to talk about VR games before. You have an Oculus Quest dusting up in your closet, don't you? You you love that little Star Wars game. You you love that little Star Wars. Game. <laughs> yeah, your cute little uh, Star yeah, Wars game. I got. I guess so. I almost did buy a Quest too the other day. But I, Me I too, man. Stayed Jesus Christ! What stayed, are they paying you well. over there? My God! Not enough. Well, that's every one of us. But still, I, uh, man, I, I don't have that kind of money to throw around, and might not until after the next. I don't either. Trip I'm just irresponsible. 2021s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, many people, man, irresponsibility. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't last forever though unfortunately anyways let's go back to the question flash from patreon has a question about vr stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> liam you're gonna stay awake right i am i'm here i'm ready for flash squadrons because of its vr targeted experience is completely from the first person perspective with a mostly silent player protagonist outside of combat i just felt like a pair of hands and feet rather than a fully realized person with goals and ambition i know why my commanding officers and the fellow pilots were out there but my character themselves doesn't have any real connection to the plot or much personality what can game developers do to create engaging player characters in vr would it be worth adding any of these suggestions to squadrons or would that dilute the experience I think this is an interesting question if you go into the 
the long-winded implications of it. And I think Half-Life Alex stands as an example of a game that probably didn't make as much use out of the concept of changing a character from the traditional Half-Life games to the point where they gave through it in the name because like Flash is describing your character in Squadrons as, you kind of do feel like a floating pair of hands with the speaker attached. I would say in reality... Don't you also feel just like a floating pair of hands? No, no. When you develop chronic stomach pain for a year, you start to <laughs> feel things move around your body whenever you When you do. have chronic health anxiety like I do, <laughs> you feel all of those internals. And, and I, I think another interesting aspect to this question is how when you're playing a VR game, a lot of the abilities that your character has is going to be both limited and enhanced by what sort of abilities you have in real life. The parity between your character and your body is it feels like there's more parity between those two entities versus one where where you're playing on a traditional formula that survival horror type experience of of resident evil where you're fumbling with the controllers and your character looks like a dummy isn't going to happen in vr you'll still panic and and flail and look like a dummy but not because of the controls and like games that try to capture a a more limited range of motion like that i uh i wonder if that's something you can do in vr like like how do you control a character who's who's like handicapped or cyborg enhanced like like either side of those extremes feels like it's going to run into some problems when it's all got to be from your first person face and controlled by your real life hands i mean there's there's games where you can like fly and do crazy shit now i mean you can't do that in real life right Mm -hmm. it's possible I would ask, what it, what is it you're looking for with VR games, though, right? Are you looking to assume the role of somebody else, or you're looking to put yourself in that world? I think it's very hard to do both. It's so much more about the world than the character. Mm-hmm. And if you try to think exactly. of VR games that do a great job of, of creating a world and exploring the world, the list is endless. But I'm trying to think of VR games that give you like a cool character with cool abilities and it's all stuff that has to get creative with that control scheme. Like in Superhot, your character's ability is that they can fly through time really slowly. And, and <gasps> then... Uh, Guys, sorry. Spoilers. Yes. Uh, the, the cyberpunk reviews have just oh, dropped. Oh, did the... It, really? No, well, shut your mouth, Liam. Shut your fucking mouth. I don't like. Ah, oh, I can't even see your face right now. Oh three my days. god! All right, I don't want to. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen more confident embargoes than that. Fallout 4's embargo was a damn week before launch, and that game still didn't turn out great. So it's still it still could be complete garbage. We do we not want to know the number? Is that what's going on, Matt? Are, are you blacking out? Anything? I don't. You don't want to know the number? Thing. Okay. I don't well, let's not talk about the number. Let's not talk about the reviews then. Mm-hmm. Either here on the podcast or in our Discord media channels. But yeah, talk, um, talk with it on your little private chat. You, you do what you want, but as soon as when I play, then I'll I'll start. I didn't even know the embargo was today. I I don't think anyone did. I don't think they were supposed to. Drop a leg. Yeah. Oh my god! Easy Allies just dropped a th- after thirty hours impression video that is forty-two minutes long. Jesus, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, VR games. Um, okay, there's there's <laughs> there's a, that VR Iron Man game on on PSVR. Like, if your character has jet thrusters, you can do fun things. Jet Island has a has a fast, fun character, but ultimately, it's still gonna look like that character is standing in place. Um, so it does seem limiting, you know, there actually was an RE7 demo for PSVR called the kitchen where your character was tied down to a chair and it made clever usage Uh, of how you with the headset on would be sitting in a chair when you look at this thing. So maybe, maybe seated experiences have more, more leverage. It's always weird hearing another character's voice come out. From the first person perspective, though, that is a personal thing. I think for me, when I was playing Alex, incredible game, the best VR game I've played when they're talking to me and I'm responding with Alex's voice, it feels like somebody else that is there in the room with me, not necessarily that I'm Alex. I think there is just a perception with VR games that is never going to be able to get over that fact that you feel like you are yourself in that world, not that you're the character you're possessing almost especially if they talk something about the the framing of conversations like that it, it was fine they were fun conversations but it, it was something that i don't ever think my brain naturally adjusted to because alex's voice is coming from your first person perspective and that almost feels like it's like breaking some kind of social norm like like it's it's way too close i didn't know when to expect here you know like like it would always be a little bit of a shock or a jolt when she would start talking. I'd be like, oh, okay. Okay, Alex is talking now. Hmm. Quick glance to the left and right as a as a voice comes from my own ears that I was not expecting in the dark, dank, lonely tunnel, you know? It's, yeah. it's. I think it's difficult, really, to get over that first-person point of view. And also, the way Alex herself is utilized as a character is uh, something that might have not been fully realized. Because in the Half Life Two games, like she's her thing is that she can climb tall places and squeeze into small holes. And in VR, you're not really like like the game design can try to depict you doing some agile things, but so long as the the VR controller inputs are, are having you stand in one place then it does seem hard to, to get the player to be able to fully emulate the the Alex Vance climbing on top of of the first few steps of the Citadel in that scene from the end of Half-Life 2. Like she didn't really have any of those similar moments in Half-Life Alex when when it was her own game. She wasn't the the lithe, like skinny athletic climbing girl type character. She still felt like a glass cannon shooter full of guns and ammo and and uh not a lot of of stealth and subtlety you know she she felt like like gordon freeman it felt like a gordon freeman game voiced by alex i think maybe gordon freeman would work better honestly if you were gordon freeman and you didn't talk i think it would almost work better it goes back to the flip of uh, what me and matt get a bit peeved about but i think in vr mm. it just works better to be honest yeah it works better in vr yeah cuz well, i don't I mean, think you're playing that character you like you're in their skin. People are talking at you, not just like to some like dumb faced, you know, protagonist just looking around like, huh? Having like no expression, nothing. Like that's how Dragon Quest is. He's just like there. It's like, oh, save, save him. And he's like, okay. 
You just take out your sword and you start running. So being able to self-insert like your own facial expressions and reactions. Yeah, yeah, that because you kind of do that naturally when you play VR, don't you? Like when people talk mm, to you face to face, you shake your head with them. Sometimes you like shrug and wave your arms and oh, geez, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I brushed the mic up. I was so enthusiastic. Yeah, just mm. like in VR, if you affect the VR world, you affect the game. But yeah, characters <laughs> that try to act as if they are making interactive television, if they do some Dora the Explorer, like, hey, what do you think of that plot point I just said? Maybe like two to three minutes of silence. All right, whatever. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Half-Life style. Grab your backpack. Let's go. It's easy. Dominoes. <laughs> oh, we I was thinking of. the way. Hey. Dora. The, the, no. <laughs> no? Uh, nobody, nobody knows Dora's song. I was Dominoes thinking of flashbacks to the CDI Zelda games I played over the weekend on charity where they give you the tutorial <laughs> messages where link is i got no idea <laughs> you really you don't know what dora explorer is man i do i never watched it don't know the song no we know what dora is we're just not big fans like you we're not <laughs> wiki editors of the dora wiki like oh matt God. over here <laughs> the explorapedia editor matt visual dora number one biggest fan <laughs> Number one. There's a lot of a lot of fun candidates for titling this week's episode. <laughs> Make sure it's a non-news related one. <laughs> <laughs> because he'll sue us too. <laughs> I, I I just want to say before we head out that it's quite fortunate. Could Deborah fanfic? Fanfic? No, no, no. Okay. Send it to our Twitter. If you do want to write sexy Dan fanfics based on this week's episode you can at dead and sons pod on twitter follow us send it there we'll retweet it and all of us can be ashamed together and possibly a sponsorship from adamandeve.com <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a sponsorship by them <laughs> discount code make a son where you can buy scissors stapler staplers and staples paper clips you know that sort of stuff can't really cut a pizza with that so by the time this episode is out it will have its name but uh what, what, what how, how are you guys going to react to these four choices i have here uh this could be dad and sons episode 146 colon the number one door of the explorer fan club <laughs> no 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 because that's <laughs> near the end of the episode it's dad and sons 146 colon now supporting quick resume that's pretty good. Okay, okay. 146, colon, Symphonia Saga Ophelion Sonata, Exerd. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it was a one-off, so it doesn't resonate as strong, but it is a good title. I saved the worst for last. Dad and okay. Sons 146, choose your roommate. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I don't know. Like it was, we, it was just like one conversation. If it like, it, it was a rolling joke. Are we still recording? Are we still recording right now? I, I, I will stop it right now. 